First, they came for sugary drinks, but I didn't speak up because I didn't live in New York City, so I stayed quiet. Then they came for the gas stoves, but I didn't speak out because New York City, they said that it would only apply to new construction after 2026. But then they came after the coal-fired pizzas, and I will not be silent. What the hell is the left doing? <laughs> Sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Great, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. As always, go www.americaoutloud.com, where you can hear all of my colleagues' work and the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, which is available for you on all of your favorite mobile devices, in the app stores, as well as on your computer. Let's get straight into it. You heard my intro at the top of the show. You know, all this stuff happening in New York City with sugary drink taxes years ago. And then after that, they wanted to uh, put this law in place. And the White House says, we're not coming after your gas stoves. Well, lo and behold, New York City, about a month and a half ago, passed a law that by 2026, gas stoves on new construction will be illegal. You're not going to be allowed to do that. And I covered it on a show, but I didn't speak up too much. But yesterday... <laughs> Yesterday, damn it, they went too far. They went too far because I love pizza. It doesn't matter if it's Neapolitan pizza, New York style pizza, Sicilian pizza, Greek pizza, California pizza, Detroit pizza, St. Louis type pizza. Doesn't matter. I love pizza. Now, I have my favorite different types of pizza. In fact, long before I was doing a podcast, I used to go around and I used to review pizzas. And then I found out that there was a gentleman that already was doing this by the name of Dave Portnoy. When I found out he was doing, I stopped doing pizza reviews because I was like, well, somebody's already got that niche. I'll just enjoy my pizza instead. But yes, if you want to know, I absolutely love pizza. It is my guilty pleasure. And having loved pizza, I go and I try some of the top ranked pizzas in the world. If you've never had a DeFara pizza in Brooklyn, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it is worth a drive no matter where you are in the East Coast. If you are within a two and a half hour drive of New York and you want to have some of the best pizza ever, there are two places that you can go to. DeFara Pizza is my number one and John's on Beaker Street would be my number two. Both of these places are much must have, must have pizza. You, you got to have it. Now, what makes them so good? Well, the ovens, the oven at the Farrah is a very old pizza. Now I'm not sure if it's a wood burning, burning pizza. I'm not sure if there's coal power, uh, powering that thing underneath. Uh, but I do know that there are a number of places in New York city that are using coal. Um, and by this law that is going to be trying to be passed to ban coal 
it's going to cause about 75% less emissions, they say. But despite all that, it's going to also cause about $25,000 in bills for pizzerias in order to install the emissions cuts to their machines. Now, certainly they can do that, but uh, I think that this is a, a, a bridge too far. And I, for what? Really, this is about carbon emissions at this point. This is about global warming. You know, if you go to John's of Bleecker Street, they have a coal-fired uh, oven there. I believe it is the oldest oven in the United States. And their pizza is absolutely delicious, right? So DeFara Pizza and John's of Bleecker Street, they're the two places you need to try. That's my recommendations. But both of these places are likely going to be affected because the <laughs> people running the show in New York City have lost their collective minds. Now, apparently this is all about uh, an atmospheric environment study that went out in 2016 that linked air pollution in Brazil to the city's love of pizza and barbecues. And there are other places where in Naples, Italy, where wood-fired pizzas are now protected by European Union law to make sure that people can't mess with them. Uh, at one point, there was a mayor there in 2015 that tried to put a temporary ban on pizza ovens in order to fight pollution. That did not go over too well. I say we have a big pizza fight out in the streets. It's time to, <laughs> instead of throwing tea party, we're going to throw uh, pizzas onto the streets of New York City to protest. This is ridiculous. Really, like the, the, the emissions from the pizzerias, they compared this. I'm not making this up. They compared this to the wildfire damage, saying that the coal is the same thing that people are breathing in New York City because of pizza joints. Well, that's a timely statement that they're making there. And this is coming from the DEP. They said that all New Yorker, New Yorkers, I can't even speak right now, I'm so angry. All New Yorkers deserve to breathe healthy air and wood and coal-fired stoves are among the largest contributors of harmful pollutants in neighborhoods with poor air quality. So yeah, uh, all that uh, pollution, that's all coming from the pizza stoves. You know, let's, let's forget the fact that it's certain parts of New York City are being used as urinals and it smells to high hell of garbage and piss in the middle of the summer. Let's forget about that because that's not what people want cleaned up. They want you to have clean pizza. This is about clean pizza energy, ladies and gentlemen. They want to make sure that when you are purchasing your next pie, that you have reduced carbon emissions for the next generation. Every pizza that you can reduce those carbon emissions for, ladies and gentlemen, you're reducing your carbon footprint, your social credit's just getting better, and that's going to make your pizza taste more delicious. A load of crap. Do you know how many cars are in New York City? Do you know what type of traffic is in New York City? The buildings that are being heated, the uh, cooling cost of putting air conditioning in these buildings in the city. Are you aware of all the carbon emissions that are happening from public transportation? But no, let's blame the pizzeria owners and let's put an undue burden on all of them. 
<laughs> so the New York City Department of Environmental Protection, you are absolutely ridiculous. But this shouldn't surprise anybody. These are the same, you know, state and same type of progressive idiots that are saying we got to ban gas stoves. Have you ever tried cooking with electric? I mean, maybe you have an electric stove, so you already understand this. If you have an electric stove and you've never cooked with gas before, explain to me that why you believe that it's okay to go without gas if you've never actually used it. Because I've used both. I grew up in a house that never had a gas stove because my mother was like, I'm afraid of gas stoves. It could blow up the house. I only want electric. Despite the fact we had gas in the home for a gas hot water heater and gas heat. But no, the, 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 the stove was a step too far for Mama Bolden. But that's okay. Love my mom, but she was a little bit worried about that. Um, so when I got my first home, my first home had electric. And I'd fire it up and I was used to it because it was just like my parents' home. Got my second home. My second home had gas. And I realized I could fry up an egg really quick. You, you fire up the gas, you get the heat really fast, the butter melts on the pan, and then you put your food in, depending on what you're cooking, what you're frying, what you're making. And it was almost instantaneous heat. And I discovered really fast that, wow, gas is a lot more efficient than electric. Electric takes a long time to cook anything. And so when I got my home that I'm in now, I made sure that I had gas as my cooking step. But in 2026, you're not going to have that choice if you live in New York City. Why? Because the bureaucrats, the left-leaning progressives that are trying to stop global warming, they told you that the sea level is rising. But despite of that, we can look at photos of the Statue of Liberty and the water is the exact same level that it was at 50 years ago on that statue. The people that are telling you that, oh no, it's, it's not that the water is rising. It's actually New York City. We built so much. It's actually just, it's sinking. It's going to sink into the Atlantic. Oh, hogwash. These people do whatever to continue to scare you, but they're focused on the wrong individuals right now. I feel bad. If you're a pizza shop owner, you want to talk on my show about this, happy to bring you on. I'm going to reach out to a few people uh, tomorrow to, to, to learn a little bit about what's going on. But this is politics, and this is what is wrong right now in America. You know, we, we focus on all the stupidest stuff. We're focused on ovens. Really, ovens. That's the most important thing right now in the midst of inflation that's running away. In the midst of people's 401ks that are disappearing, being cut in half over the last four years. That's the most important thing that we're thinking about. Or the fact that there are companies that literally have robbed people of their hard-earned money in the crypto world, after going belly up, which many people believe was a manipulated belly up, and now they're getting pennies to the dollar back. Meanwhile, had the government stayed out of everything, likely cryptocurrency would have been doing really, really well. Bitcoin's still actually doing pretty well. Uh, Bitcoin's still, I think, worth like $25,000 for one Bitcoin. You can't, can't go too bad there. But the government just gets involved in all these areas where... It's like, really, that's the best you have to do. And you know what, what the other thing is that they're thinking about doing? Here in Delaware, where I live, and I think this is a national thing too, they're trying to tax you for how many miles you drive per year. They want you to pay for each mile driven. So you would pay basically a tax at the end. You'd have to report 
your car's mileage at the beginning of the year, your car's mileage at the end of the year. And then they'd say, all right, well, you owe this much money for driving, you know, 15,000 miles. And uh, that's where this is going. The, the, The whole carbon tax thing that people are looking at, it's ridiculous. I just, I'm so, there it is. I found it. Okay. Biden's mileage tax program. All right. And it's an article here, uh, separating the fact from the fiction of it. It comes from November 15th, 2021, when president Joe Biden signed a 550 billion bipartisan infrastructure law into law, which was talked about as the largest long-term investment in our infrastructure and economy in our nation's history. And it did receive bipartisan support. It got all of the House Republicans and 13, I'm sorry, all of the House Democrats and 13 Republicans voting in favor. You call that bipartisan? Like that, that's what the news calls bipartisan. 13 Republicans vote in favor. And apparently everybody was for it. But included in all that was a pilot program. It was $125 million that pertained to vehicle mileage taxes. And so the idea is when there's hybrid and electric cars on the road, then they wouldn't have to pay this type of tax. But if you're using gas, then you would tax the gas drivers because they need to be making their money. So uh, based on their mileage, you'd be asked to pay a vehicle mileage tax once a quarter during this program. So they say it's not a tax yet. It's more like a study of how a tax like this could work in the future. And they're using volunteers that have opted. Who the hell is opting in to spend extra money on a trial program that's costing people (laughs) money per mile? All right. They they said it would be a little bit less than one cent per mile. Okay. I drive about 18,000 to 20,000 miles per year. Now, you don't have to be a mathematician to figure out that that would add up rather quickly for me. Um, And it's not horrible, but why should I have to pay like an extra $200 simply in a tax for what I did? And yes, I know that there's all different types of taxes. We currently have a gasoline tax that you pay, but those taxes go back into the transportation revenue, which is for asphalt. And so here's what I bet is going to have. I bet what they're trying to do is this. They're eventually going to make you pay this penny tax on hybrid and electric cars only, not gas cars. And they're going to do this because they can't tax the gas and the government does not like to lose money. And they're going to say, well, we need to make up that 40% of transportation revenue somehow. And so we're going to switch the tax on gasoline to taxing you because you went clean energy. See, that's the goal is as soon as they tell you and mandate, you got to use this, then they screw you in another way. I recently went to solar energy and let me tell you, I am very mixed in whether or not I would recommend anyone go the solar. And I'm going to explain long-term why I'm weary of the investment that I made on the second half of the show. 
All right, everybody, make sure you go over to my website, americaemboldened.com. You can check out all my shows and some thoughts on my Substack, things that I'm writing about, as well as help support the show too. If you've enjoyed content that you've been hearing, uh, and this has become a, a valued show in your life, uh, you know, if you have a dollar to give, $5, $10, buy me a cup of coffee, donate to the show. That's how the show is funded. It's not funded by major corporations. So I uh, would really appreciate your support there. I'll be right back after the break, everyone. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health, and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back, my bold Americans. Second half of the show, let's talk solar energy for everybody right now. Uh, maybe you've made the move to solar panels for your home. Maybe you've been thinking about it. Uh, maybe you just purchased them and you're kind of like, I wonder what the benefits are going to be. Or maybe you think that this is the worst thing ever. I'm going to talk about my experience because this all ties to the coal oven pizza story. It all ties to the mile tax for electric vehicles and hybrid vehicles because the government hates to miss out on money. And there's some things that I never thought about before I went to solar. Things that I didn't even think to ask questions about to the company that was installing my solar energy. And you'll see on my website, I got Solar Energy World. They're licensed to do solar installations, I believe in about 14 states, mostly up and down the East Coast and the Florida, all the way up into uh, New Hampshire. But that all stated, uh, if you want to reach out to them, you can say, hey, you know, I learned about through America Emboldened, Greg Bolden. Um, that would be great. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that they would love to hear that I represented them. But I'm also going to tell you that you made the sign at the end of what I talk about today, not to go solar. And so you may never call them, but I, I'm going to give you the good, the bad and the ugly, because that's what it seems like these progressive liberals are giving us right now. And even the conservatives in the local governments, uh, they're not protecting your rights to solar energy either. So how does solar power work? All right. So just we're going to do a, a, a brief 101 introduction here, step into the classroom, talk a little bit about it and talk about the cost and the 
uh, different programs that are available out there. Now, first, uh, if you've ever used a calculator in the 80s and 90s and had the little solar panel on there, you know that you can convert energy from light uh, or you can convert light into energy to create power. And so those calculators would do very basic functions, adding, subtracting, multiplying, dividing. But now there's these huge panels that can really bring in kilowatts of energy uh, per hour uh, and eventually be able to produce a megawatt of electricity with multiple panels over the course of a day. And that excess energy that's being created has to go somewhere. We'll, we'll talk about that and why I believe that solar energy might be a scam the way that the government's selling it to us. All right, so I put these panels on my home and they have a minimum for how many you need to buy in order for the government regulations to say you're producing enough electricity in order to get the rebates. On top of that, they don't allow you to put more than a certain amount before they will not give you money for the panels. So you're only allowed to produce about 110% more than what your home would demand. That's the first part that you should know. After that, the bill is all on you and it's then up to you to figure out what am I going to do with this excess energy because it's got to go somewhere. And unless you're very rich and you can purchase a lot of Tesla power walls, you're likely going to be wasting energy or providing energy and electricity to your utility company for free. And uh, you're now doing helping create profit for somebody else. Uh, people have said, you know, well, solar energy, is that really a clean energy source? Well, yeah, there's the panels that need to be made and everything else, but these things now they last for 25, 30 years at a, a very, uh, good, good quality. So yeah, it, it is really a clean energy source at this point in time. We've been using this ever since about, uh, the 600s before Christ, uh, when we were using sunlight to do, f uh, fires, and then we were reflecting that light on the shiny objects. Uh, by the year 300, the Greeks and Romans were using solar panels, power to uh, put onto mirrors to light their torches, so using that energy. And then it was around uh, 1839 when Edmund Bacquerel, who was a French physicist, figured out uh, PV, which is the photovoltaic effect, when he was experimenting with a cell of metal electrodes and in a conducting solution. And so he saw that the cell produced more electricity while it was exposed to light, which is where we get what we have now. And by 1954, uh, we had companies in Bell Labs that were producing solar uh, powers and cells that were converting enough to run your electrical equipment, which eventually made on the satellites and spacecrafts. Great, excellent. Now that we have the 101 out of the way, here's what you're gonna need on your home. So they put these panels on top of your home or they can put it in your yard and solar, even when it's uh, cloudy outside, it's still going to generate some electricity, but that electricity that's being generated, they have to put a box onto your home. That's going to take what's called DC current, direct current. Now DC current was what Thomas Edison was using. A lot of people don't, may not know this, but it was Nikola Tesla who invented alternating current. And Nikola Tesla was first uh, working for Thomas Edison. And Thomas Edison said, there's no way you can't make alternating current. It's got to be DC current. Alternating current's not safe. And so matter of fact, 
Edison took as far as to electrocuting elephants in the streets of New York City to try to scare people to say, look at how horrible alternating current is. Uh, DC current is so much better. Well, DC current is good to travel a short distance. It's very safe, uh, but that's not what won out. Eventually, Tesla was able to get AC current to be a lot more, um, it was more efficient at moving through the power lines and powering things. So we moved the AC. Edison lost that battle, but solar electricity is DC current. Now your home's electricity is AC current. So they're going to put a conversion box and then your utility company, whoever uses a power company is going to have to put a meter on that goes forwards and backwards. So normally you're probably used to those meters since you're a kid, you'd go out, you'd watch them spin and you'd have the person come and read them before the limitation of the internet and digital reads. Well, those will actually spin backwards while your solar panels are producing more electricity than your home is currently using. And the power company is keeping a uh, record of that. Now, in my case, I've had solar energy now since February and my utility company still stealing electricity from me. They're still screwing me and not properly crediting my account. A couple neighbors that went with the same company at the same time as me, they're having no problems whatsoever. But the Greg Bolden effect and Delmarva power, screw you guys. You've completely screwed me. You've stolen about $800 out of my pocket and continue to bill me each month. <laughs> That's not the way solar is supposed to work, but I'm just complaining here. My point of this whole situation is this. Here's the way they're going to eventually screw you in solar. And I wish that I knew this up front. So the Biden-Harris administration made an $82 million investment in order to fund the technologies that would bring solar energy onto the grid. I took advantage of that in February with the solar futures and everything because I got basically a $30,000 plus system that I'd be getting $11,000 back just from the federal government. On top of that, when I go to file my taxes, well, before I file my taxes, the utility company is also supposed to credit me about $6,000. So when you add up the money that I'm saving, I've cut the cost of solar power to about 15,000 to guarantee that all I have to do is pay for the panels, which work out to be about $78 a month for 30 years. Follow me on this for a quick moment. $78 a month for 30 years. And if I'm producing enough electricity, if I put in enough panels, which the company guarantees that I did, and we'll see about that. They said they'll come back out and add a panel if I need more panels. It doesn't cover it. Um, if I put on enough panels, I'll never have an electric bill again. So I've made my electric bill inflation-proof. I'll pay $78 for electricity basically for the rest of my life while I'm in this home. And I can move these panels to a new home. I'd have to obviously worry about if there's trees in the way and stuff like that. But these panels can travel with me at a very low cost for removal and set up at another home. They're mine. Some places will let you rent them. I do not recommend that whatsoever. Somebody's going to make money off of you. You need to purchase your panels and just understand that if you're staying at a home for a long period of time, if you look at your electric bill, you're going to pay a ton more money for electric than you will with solar. So is it a smart investment? Yes, it is. But here's where it's going to become problematic. See, during the winter months in the Northeast and in the Northern parts of North America, 
as the uh, sun is further away from us and the days are shorter, we're not producing as much solar power. And so we may be using more electricity than we are actually uh, bringing in from the sun. The way it's supposed to work is all the credits that we have from our utility company are supposed to credit back to us during those months in order to maintain a zero bill. So you're not receiving a bill because now they owe you for the electricity that they provided to other customers, because that's what happens. You send it back through their lines and your next door neighbors getting the electricity that you produced so that your utility company doesn't have to work quite as hard. All right. Now, maybe you're not paying attention here, but I keep saying that I'm sending it back through my utility company and they're the ones with their hands out. Well, guess what? As I said yesterday with colleges, Whenever the government gets involved in something and money gets involved, things get complicated because guess who now has their hands out and is lobbying Washington, D.C. and local governments? The utility companies. Why? Because they're saying we're not making enough money and now all these solar company, solar customers that have gone green because this is the bills, they're saying we want them to pay for our infrastructure. They're using our infrastructure to bank their electricity. So therefore, we don't feel we should have to pay them for that. They want to put a power wall. They want to put something on the home. They can do that. If they're sending electricity back through us, then that's ours. So basically what the utility companies are doing now, they're saying we're going to steal electricity from the people that are making the electricity and your uh, government leaders at the local level are not understanding this conversation nearly well enough and they're voting for it. They're voting for it because the utility companies are in their pockets and in their campaigns lobbying for it. And the Biden-Harris administration knows this as well. They know that there's a huge line to the American public. They're getting you to invest in something that, yes, it will save you money, but in the long term, it's not going to be nearly the investment that they're selling you because they know that the utility companies also have their lobbyists working hard right now to make sure that you do not get to keep your credits. So unless you're putting on power walls from Tesla where you're banking that electricity and then you can use it during the nighttime uh, and get off the grid completely, unless you're doing that, it really doesn't make hundred percent sense for the future, which is why now I'm looking into, okay, I need to invest in banking my solar power. I need to figure out that into the future because I didn't do that up front because I didn't think that I needed to. That wasn't explained to me. So I hope that that's helpful for all of you. If you're thinking about this now, there's a lot of solar companies out there. I interviewed about 10 of them and they all had different parts that were uh, some were super dirt cheap, some were very, very expensive, some had great warranties, some were a blend between the two. But I went with Solar Energy World because they were a company that had a lot of reach, used great panels, and I had in writing where I was covered from the manufacturers and solar energy world for long term, even if they go under in their business, I was covered under the warranty. Um, through the different companies that they use and the language of it. So highly recommend uh, them if they service your area, but do your homework if you're going to do solar power. So what does this have to do with coal-fired pizza? It has to do with the fact that anytime our politicians start getting really involved in your pockets, 
You know, go buy a, a green car, go get that Tesla, that electric power car. Oh, by the way, because you're not using gas now, we're going to tax you because we're not collecting the gas tax to fund the roads. You can't have it both ways here, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to have their hands in your pockets one way or the other. You know, and they're going to tell you that, oh, it's because the rich don't pay enough. No, that's because government can't manage their money properly. I mean, we know that already. $33 trillion in debt, $4 trillion more, likely by the end of Joe Biden's term. No end in sight. The, the House, Speaker McCarthy did a really crappy job on compromise. We didn't get any real cuts, real change long-term for our financial future. And this whole green energy that they're selling us, they know that once they get you in the green energy, they're just going to have new bills for you. It's the new snake oil salesman coming down for you. And before you know it, you have unintended consequences of government. And so that's what I wanted to share with you today. It's not about your pizza, but yet it is. It's about the fact that your government can make everything taste worse, feel worse, and then screw you over while telling you, but this is the way the world should be. And I don't like it. And as long as I'm able to do a show and say, hey, your government's not looking out for you. They're screwing you every which way. I'm trying to look out for you. Then the thing that you need to do is get active in your local government and demand that you get your credits. I understand maybe the utility company is going to need something because it is their infrastructure, right? I understand if you're using that, but then that should be something that's much more transparent up front. I'll be back tomorrow with more, everybody. Once again, americaemboldened.com. That's my website. I have a way that you can support. If you like the content today, show you learn something, you want to help support me. That is how I get paid because I, I don't draw a salary. I don't get paid for this podcast outside of donations from people like you. If you got a dollar, $5, $10, you want to do more, that's fine, well, and good, but it allows me to do a show Monday through Friday and provide good, thoughtful content for all of my listeners. That's it. That's all. I'll be back tomorrow, everyone. Hope that I've honored your time well. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Uh-huh.